welcome you back to another episode of Between Us and Y'all. I'm Yasmin. I'm Lafiz. And this is another episode of Between Us and Y'all, a safe space for mothers and sons to have conversations. Today we have some guests. We're going to be introducing them shortly. But before we do, as norm- as we normally do, we like to advertise for local businesses. Today I'm going to be advertising for my sister-in-law. This is her tea, Shahida Sharif. She makes loose-leaf teas. And you can see mine is halfway gone. This is a tea that she makes for women, and she actually sells them um, during Eid. So if anybody's looking for Eid gifts for their friends or their family, she makes loose leaf teas. This is a particular tea blend that's made for women for their cycles, but she does all types of teas. Uh, my sister-in-law is a doula, which means she helps people have babies. And you could look that up to get more of the definition. But one of the things that she does is offers teas to her um, clients and the name of her tea blends are Shahida's Organic Blends and so I'll offer information about how to buy that and how to contact Shahida after um, we finish today and so now I want to go ahead and introduce my guests we have two guests two long friends long-standing friends of mine and her um, young adult son so young adult son <laughs> that's what he is <laughs> He's still my baby. <laughs> so your name, what's your name? Okay, I'm uh, Rochelle. And my name is Amir. Okay, you want to tell us a little bit about yourselves, both of yourselves? Just maybe what you do and, you know, anything else. Okay, um, so by profession, uh, I am an educator, um, but... Uh, as of lately, I've been doing a lot with um, our family business that we have, Mecca International Institute, um, you know, which basically focuses on like um, community um, development and health and wellness. Um, and then. Uh, my name is Amir. I am 16. Are you a student? Are you in school? Tell us a little bit about you. Uh, well, yes, I'm still in school. I'm in the 11th grade. I attend South Gwinnett High School. Some hobbies I have are painting and wrestling. Okay, cool. Well, we want to thank you both for being here today. We are going to be continuing a conversation that Lisa and I started on the topic of community contribution. We're going to be focusing specifically today on how community contribution is a part of your everyday life and how that contribution has been influenced by your parents. And so we're gonna have a conversation about that today. Generally, when we have our guests on the show, we like to start with a standard question. And this question is about a motto, a family motto. So our family motto is to work hard, pray hard, love hard, and play hard. Do you all have a family motto? And if so, what is it? Well, our, our typical model around here, which kind of gets the, the troops motivated is, is work first, then play. Okay. <laughs> you know, we've got to work hard, get things done, and then we can enjoy ourselves. So our, our model here is work first, then play. I like that. Okay. Amir, did you want to add anything to that, or is that the model and that's it? Uh, well, yeah, that's the general model. We can't really do anything without working first. You have to get everything in order so that we can have fun. All right, cool. I like that. Okay, so Nafis is going to start us off with our first um, question. The first question is, how is community contribution a part of your everyday life? What does that look like? Um, so uh, community 
country, like I said, we have a um, an organization, Mechanic National Institute. And so we're always trying to do programs, most of which are not, um, we have a nonprofit. So it's, they're not, we're not making, you know, you know, a lot of income off of what we're doing. It's programs that we see based off of mainly what our family needs that we know that the larger community um, could use. So for instance, our summer camp, you know, a lot of people need that um, uh, affordable, child care what it basically comes down to during the summer that offers an islamic um environment as well as a safe place you know and it's with qualified um people running it and uh, outside of that we do we do our college tours you know these things are kids need the exposure to um uh, these higher uh these institutes of higher education with you know, even if they're not going to that particular school, being able to sit and meet with admissions counselors and see the campus. And I remember when we took kids to Howard, they got to see a probate. You know, they didn't, these kids, I don't think any of the kids actually said that they wanted to go to Howard, but just going there, they know what to look for, what they want, what they don't want out of a school. Um, so a lot of what we do, our community, um, contributions is you know exposure and providing services um, that people need and basically giving it to them in that package that they feel comfortable with okay and before I'm there before you answer um, can you tell us tell our listeners how they can be in contact with you if they're interested in um, receiving any services from your your um, nonprofit well I mainly work through Instagram so my Instagram handle is amirs.shoe.lab and I usually customize shoes on there and digital artwork. Oh, cool. Okay. And Rochelle, how can we be in contact with your nonprofit? Okay, so we have a, a webpage. It's um, www.mechainstitute.org okay. and we have um, our emails info at mechainstitute.org and we also have a Facebook and an Instagram. Okay. Um, Cool. Mecca underscore Institute is our uh, Instagram and uh, Mecca.Institute, I believe is a Facebook. Okay. All right. So I'm sure that both of you have received some type of feedback about, you know, the, the contribution that you both offer. Amir, you have shoes and, you know, Rochelle, you're working with a nonprofit. Have you ever received feedback from the community about the contribution you were offering? And if so, what type of feedback have you received? Um so i've we've mainly got we've mainly received positive feedback um we work with a very diverse group of of people because we're in gwinnett county so gwinnett county you know we've got uh we have we work with um people from uh east and west africa we've got um you know uh indopac uh um families that we've worked with and of course we've got our uh, African-American communities that they'll drive and come up to us or we actually um, will uh, had a lot of our um, tours and things that we've done where we've actually met at the Atlanta Masjid because uh, we find that's our strongest supporters um, is, is that community um, uh, so we've mainly um, we've received 
um, positive feedback because a lot of times people will say that, you know, they've always wanted these services that we've offered, but they didn't feel comfortable with the people who were offering the programs and because they know us and we're in the community and, you know, um, we're active, you know, they'll say that we want our kids to go with you or, um, you know, we, we want uh, our tutoring to be done with you all because we've um, seen you before and we trust you. Um, if we've if we've ever had any um, constructive criticism, I would say people would say y'all are doing so much. You know, y'all. You know, what's the focus? Because you know, we've we've got the hijama that we do. We do the college tours. We do tutoring. You know, one of the things that we're seeing with all this COVID that's uh, that we actually alhamdulillah when we started this year, we started off the school year homeschooling. You know, I, I, we went ahead and decided that, you know, we was going to take that step this year. And a lot of parents got thrown into homeschooling. And so because this isn't the first time I've homeschooled the kids, but because um, it's difficult. And for someone to tell a, a parent in the middle of the school year, you need to go and start, you know, homeschooling your kids. Uh, one of the things that we're going to start offering is a homeschool network. Um, because even I think next school year, they're saying some of the school districts might even start late or they might um, have a, um, a blended learning situation because of, you know, they're not sure how things are going to work out. And we see that that need, what we know, um, might be of service to other families. Okay. And Amir, how about you? What type of feedback have you received as far as your contribution with your shoes, shoe designs? Um, well, I haven't really done uh, too many customs for many people, but the people that I have done, they mainly just give me feedback on what they like, what they don't like, how I can improve. And um, when I started off, I didn't have that many um, supplies. And so as I kept building the business up, there were like more, there was less feedback against what I did and more feedback of like how well it was looking. Okay, I like that. Right. My next question is, if your community contribution is made to multiple is made to multiple communities, how do you prioritize who gets more of your daily contribution? Um, our priority is to the people who need it the most. That's the, that's the main thing I, I you know, even if it's the paying people, we cannot, I, what we found is that, you know, um, we're trying to put, you know, our uh, money in our bank account for the next, <laughs> the next life. So serving, you know, those people who need it the most is more fulfilling and more satisfi satisfying for us. Um, so even if, you know, we have those people who are paying and those, we don't turn people away because they can't, you know, uh, pay for the services that we have. But that's what our priority um, is. Our priority is for those people who, who are in need of what we have to offer. And, and Amir, are you um, interested in only doing shoes for a certain age group or is it anybody can come to you for shoe design? Uh, it's mainly anybody because the services for everyone. Everyone likes art. Everyone likes unique things, things that to make them look different. Okay. All right. Cool. How has the com community contribution of your parents had an impact on the expectation of your future contribution? 
And either of you can answer because I'm sure you both have parents. <laughs> but Amir, if you'd like to go first, that would be good. Uh, well, the impact on my parents, uh, they've been really supportive of what I did. Uh, when I first started, they got me what I, the bare essentials I need to start customizing shoes. Okay. And kind of pushed me and gave me criticism also on how I can improve. Do you feel like that, that what they're doing is having an impact on what is expected of you as far as what you're supposed to be doing in the community? Yes, they. I think that they have standards that they want me to reach and I'm trying my best to achieve them. Michelle, how about you? Um, so my mother, she's an educator as well. She's actually the superintendent of Cochise County out in Arizona. So she's she's really, um, I don't think I'll ever be able to fill her shoes, but she's like my number one fan. You know, everything I do, she's always 100% for it. She gives me feedback, you know, anything that she can or do or resources, she's willing to give it to me. Um, she doesn't think it'll work. It'll work. She won't say no. Rashad, she'll just smile and kind of scrunch. You know, she gives me her little hidden uh, body language to say that's that's not it. <laughs> um, but yeah, my my mom, she is she's definitely been a um, a big supporter. And then my my father-in-law also. Um, uh, he's been in the in the community for for a very long time, and he you know he. My, I have very young sister-in-laws, so you know they'll uh, he'll put them in our programs, or he'll um, he'll give us feedback as well. Um, he's also a strong supporter of the different uh, things that we we we've done. Cool. How about you, Nafis? Do you feel like that my um, community contribution has had an impact on what's expected of you? Yes. In what way? Um, in a good way, kind of like the same thing that Amir was saying, like to live up to certain standards, but also to create your own path and also be unique. Also, the same thing, Amir. I am an artist. I'm a painter. So, in terms of being, you know, artistic and trying to make sure I can make a name for myself, also I've been trying that too and make sure that I'm being unique and I'm being creative, also. So, I definitely um, trying to live up to the standard and also go above and beyond. Yeah, and for me, you know, I, my parents set a standard years ago that even though my mother is deceased, I'm still living up to that standard, you know, and the community is still holding me accountable for lots of things. My parenting, my Islam, you know, my my giving back, my volunteering, how nice I am, you know, if I'm rude, you know, things like that. If I'm giving money back, you know, in Zakat or Sadaqah, you know, those types of things are what my parents were known for, and they were educators. They are educators as well, so... That's one of the things that's expected of me as well. And I don't have a problem with it too, so. The next question is, do you feel it is important for any young man who has an ex expectation for his future community contribution that was influenced by his parents to change his narrative? Do you understand the question? Uh, no, could you read it? Okay, so do you feel it's important for any young man who has an expectation of his future community contribution that was influenced by his parents to change if he wants like if your mom and dad is expecting something of you they're expecting you to continue you know whatever they've established as far as their community contribution do you think it's okay or important for you to be able to have your own spin on it for you to have your own influence on what that narrative is going to look like for the future 
uh, yes, I think it's, uh, it's okay for me to have my own spin on it because I might see things that they didn't uh, complete and they didn't fill in. So if I take over their community business, I might be able to expand it, make it better, and uh, pro- provide more for the community. Okay. One thing that we, we're always asking Amir, you know, feedback on just about everything that we do. You know, uh, we we realize that we're not as young as he is. So um, he has a different uh, um, viewpoint on things that we might come up with. You know, like we do the um, the eat lockets every year and we'll come up with like, man, this will be really fun, you know, and he's looking at us like, no, no <laughs> that's not going to get it. So. Um, we, we we allow for, we really want him to, to become whoever he wants to be or make whatever contributions that he wants in the future. Um, and if he doesn't like what we, you know, cause we, we've always kind of looked at what he's liked, you know, as he's grown up as a, as a kid and, you know, try to put him wherever he, we thought would um, help him to be, you know, grow the most, you know. Um, and so if he decides that he didn't like you know the the footing that we put him in. We um we'd accept it as long as he doesn't say he wants to be a drug dealer or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know? okay. All right, you know, whatever halal thing he wants to do, we we I don't care who's watching you. We making sure you're not gonna become a drug dealer. Right. All right. <laughs> All right. So for the next question, you know, we've been having a conversation about community contribution, and for our listeners, you know, there are moms who are wondering, how do I have a conversation with my son about this whole topic? You know, we have this expectation for our children to give back without having these conversations with them. And so my question is, do you think it's fair for a family to have an expectation of a young man to contribute to the community at all? Yes, everyone should be given be giving back to the community to help them grow up and um, uh, yeah. That's good. That's a good answer. Rochelle, would you add anything? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's the the circle of life. You know, we've everybody has to 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 give a little. It's you know, you're kind of you're you're paying it forward. You know, you're going to to you know contribute because there's someone else. You know, you've got to balance it out. You if you, um, my husband, he always says he reminds us. You know, those who are uh, who? What does he say? Those who's given more is expected more. You know, so if you have more, you should give more. I think it's fair because also like if you're a part of the community, then you also want to the community to get much stronger and much more better than what it was maybe the generations before. So definitely, the only way to support it is to give to you know give what you have or at least try you know it's always good to uh, put some effort in yeah i agree my answer i would add just a little bit that i think it's fair also to listen to what you know young men really want to do because oftentimes you know some young men have dreamed of moving away you know and joining a new community or they have their own idea about what they have in mind and if we're not having conversations you have people in the community who are giving back with toxic behavior you know, and they're, they're causing toxic 
relationships to form within our community because they never really wanted to be there, you know? Mm-hmm. And they, they become takers in a sense where they take the resources that we have and they never really, you know, invest because they didn't want to be there in the first place. So I think it's important, you know, to have conversations with your young men and your young women before they leave home, you know, even before they become young adults so they can understand who is your community, who are the people that are in the community, and also what does giving back look like, you know? What is it, what are the needs so that they're not just kind of sitting there, able bodies, not really sure about what's expected of them, you know what I mean? And they don't know what to do, but everybody's criticizing them for not doing something, which happens often, you know, with young men, with people like, you lazy, you don't do nothing. But the reality is they're like, well, what do you want me to do? You know, tell me a task that you want me to do and let it be something that I can, you know, want to be a part of, not just, a community slave in a sense (laughs) you know so i think they should definitely have some buy-in as far as you know talking to them ahead of time and knowing you know where are you at with this what are your plans so it's not a shock after they graduate from high school or decide to whatever they're going to do they're just going to move away not all right now we're going to go into our last question the last question is what what advice would you offer to a young man young men who want to contribute to their community in ways that their community doesn't identify as useful. So you're going to have some times where you have an idea. You think that the community needs help. And you say, you know what, you guys are doing this all wrong. This is the way I think this should happen. And people are like, that's not helpful. That's not useful. What advice can you offer to people who have ideas that the community does not find useful? I know one of the things that with like uh, community organizations and even with um, people who are trying to fund like nonprofits is that one of the first things they usually ask that you do is a needs a needs assessment. You know, so it's no need in in offering um, people services that that they don't want. You know, you it's important to find out what the community once before you decide to come up uh with your service so that's what that's what i would i would recommend i I would recommend you um you know talking to the community that i remember you know in addition to education before i became an educator i was a social worker so you know i i remember you know um one of my professors talking about how you know, they worked with, um, what's the name of that uh, organization? Uh, it's not right from the start, but Head Start. And, you know, one of the ways that they, you know, got the, the parents to buy in is that they offered them like meals, you know, because they wasn't willing to come in and talk to people if they were hungry. And so once they got, you know, the buy-in from the community to come in and, you know, food kind of takes the edge off of people and, you know, makes them more willing to to um, kind of join the conversation, they were able to see what was needed and provide them with exactly, you know, um, what the, the families in that community um, were looking for. But that's that would be my main thing. I think that you know before you can go ahead and and um, and service the people, you have to know what they want and what they need and how they how you know what what may you know because people might need um, uh, tutoring. But it might not be in the way that that's um, 
it might be, you know, some communities, they only want girls to tutor girls or boys to tutor boys. Or it might be that, you know, they need it in a a one-on-one setting or a group setting. You just, you know, you might have a service that you need, but you also need to find out, you know, how, how people are going to ingest it or take it. Amir, have you ever dealt with offering a service that the community didn't find useful? Uh, I've never dealt with that myself, but um, if I noticed that someone was offering a service to the community that the community was not really accepting, some advice I could give to them was that you can, they can offer it to the people specifically who really want that service and who are um, willing to go above and beyond to get get that service from them, and but like not necessarily break away from the community, but just chart it towards them individually. Okay, I love that answer. That's actually a very good answer. What would you say, Nathalie? I definitely say in terms of presenting ideas to the community, maybe uh, present it in a way that it doesn't seem like it's attacking the community. Because sometimes when you present ideas, sometimes the community feels like, oh, you're what you're saying, what we've done for these years is wrong, and you're not criticizing. yeah criticizing it. But if you present it in a way that is m- more understanding and making sure that you know i'm not saying what you guys have been doing is wrong but i think this would be a much more modern way or efficient way then maybe we could do something much more better or you know just anything so i definitely think presenting it in a way that is uh that can create more conversation should be uh, the way to go about presenting ideas and i agree with that it's important to know what resources are already being offered because a lot of times when new people come to the community or people want to offer you know criticism it's usually because they don't know what's been going on for years and sometimes people that are long-standing members can feel offended because it's like how dare you come and tell us we have needs when we've been doing this all along mm-hmm. but my approach usually is is to say oh you know i really like this x y and z program i was wondering if you ever considered doing this not i start with i, I see you got x y and z and that, that program is trash you know that would be completely different than to say Here's a way that it can be improved, and this is this an idea that you would go with. So, we want to thank you both for being here, and thank you for answering, um, joining in this conversation today about community contribution. It's been very helpful, and hopefully, it's been helpful to our guests. Do you have any advice you want to offer our guests before we close out? Um, you know, I, service service is 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 important. A service is I. what keeps us going I mean you know money isn't everything and um, you know working for your your community is I think one of the most rewarding things that you can do Um, well I was going to say that uh, giving back to the community is staying productive and you're staying productive you're not harming your uh, giving back to the community, helping them build up from the next generation to the next and protecting everyone. Okay. All right. So this has been another episode of Between Us and Y'all. We want to thank um, Rochelle and Amir Abdul-Malik for being here today. You all have been very helpful in this conversation and even shedding light for us on how we can get back to the community in this particular way. We always encourage our guests as we part ways to make sure that you do work hard, pray hard, love hard, and play hard. It kind of falls in line with you all's family model, work first, play later. So, <laughs> well, and hopefully this has been beneficial to our listeners. We want to thank you for being here. You all have a great day. Ramadan Mubarak. Thank you.
Assalamualaikum. Waalaikumsalam.